From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week seven of the National Football League season. Luke Morrow's alongside. Hello. Good morning. How are we? Uh, doing well. Doing better than those Yankee fans. Yeah, that, that was a rough one last night. To, to come back like that and then lose... Chapman was just not sharp, got behind the count, and Altuve will make you pay when you do that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm very excited. You know, Tiger's back this week for the Zozo Championship in Japan and plays in a TV exhibition, the Challenge Japan Golf Skins, tonight presented by MGM Resorts. You can see it on Golf Channel live at midnight. Coverage begins with Golf Central pregame at 11 p.m. Eastern. There you go. Games to watch golf there. Tiger, Worry, Jason Day, Hideki Matsuyama. I know, I, I know you're ready. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be up from midnight to 4 a.m. watching? Uh, yes, of course. I can't wait. Oh, good for you. That's impressive. Also impressive was Sam Darnold's return last week, and he faces the Pats on Monday night. And, Luke, I told you I thought that game would be competitive and look the Cowboys laid an egg uh which didn't help matters for them they couldn't protect anybody um I mean the Jets were blitzing whether it's a name brand like Jamal Adams or something else and or someone else excuse me and the Cowboys couldn't protect them and Dak Prescott got pretty banged up um but the Jets, I mean, this is a whole different team. The offense just looked different. It felt different. There was a different rhythm. There was a different pace to it. Can they beat the Pats? I don't know. Um, I think this Pats offensive line is going to be very interesting to see how they can protect Brady with the way this Jet defense is playing. As I said last week, underrated. Um, and what they did hasn't really gotten a lot of attention but the question is, can you make a stop on Tom Brady late? And I don't think the Jets can do that. And I think that the Jets will lose this football game. Yeah, I think there's another interesting uh, interesting game. Uh, I took the Jets against the spread last night. I said here on, on the show that I thought that it would be a trap game for the Cowboys. I wasn't surprised by the Jets' performance at all uh, last week. And now you go up against the Patriots team that, uh, at least when you look at New England, I mean, they're so banged up on offense right now with the receiving core um, for Brady that, that maybe... Uh, it could give the Jets a, a chance. And Sam Donald Payne this week, you know, high praise for his own offense going into the, the game against the Patriots. This is another one that I'm not sure. I know the Patriots are big favorites. And in the, the history, um, you know, rightfully so, when you look at a Patriots-Jets matchup. But just with the help of New England right now, uh, this maybe could be different. And I'm very intrigued by this Patriots defense, which, you know, they're number one in all the statistical categories. I think part of that is the level of competition. I think it is a good defense. I don't know if it is truly the best defense in the league, but it's going to be interesting to see that Jets offense with a healthy Sam Darnold and how well it looked last week going up against this Patriots defense to see how well they that they can move the football. Uh, one thing that I think is not getting enough attention is those comments that once they get all their pieces back, the Jets, def- the Jets offense will be unstoppable. Sam, that's a bad move. Don't say those things. I would have at least waited until after the, the Patriots game uh, to, to say something like that. Cause, I would have yeah. just waited until after the season when you win the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's just, that's bulletin board fodder that you don't want to give. I, I don't get the reasoning behind that. Even if you're, like, 
Have you ever heard an offense say, or sorry, have you ever heard a quarterback say we're unstoppable? Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard a quarterback of a, what, what are they, one and four. five team? One and four. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I've ever, uh, the timing. Yes, people. and, and look, look, he could have said it. I, I, I get what he's saying, which is they become a much more two-dimensional team, obviously, with Darnold back and all these pieces getting healthy. But you can say we have the potential to hurt you in multiple ways. We have the potential to be a more balanced team. We have a pen- potential to put up a lot of points. And, you know, put some teams on their heels. There's other ways of saying what he tried to say. But that quote um, is just not helpful for the Jets' mission. No, I agree. Um, uh, So that's that. Um, The game that proceeds that is Eagles-Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Two, three, and three teams. And look, I've said it before. I've not been impressed by this Eagle football team. Um, I've not been impressed by... The way they've played, and they go into your Vikings last week and lose by 18 points. Um, what was the common denominator between what I saw against the Jets two weeks ago and what they did in the loss to the Vikings last week? Yeah, that was that was just ugly. It was embarrassing for Philadelphia, and I think a large part of it does have to do with the health of the team. Both of these teams are, are pretty banged up right now, but for the Eagles, they're, they're secondary. Is uh, her? I think they may be getting one of the defensive backs this, back this week, but that secondary is terrible. I mean, Stephon Diggs had three touchdowns. He didn't do anything special. If you watch the touchdown, he just ran past guys, so they just couldn't. They just couldn't keep up with him. He, he just ran a straight line to the end zone and, and caught a wide open pass. Uh, the secondary had a lot of breakdowns. It was, it was pitiful. And on the other side, without Deshaun Jackson, uh, the pass game downfield hasn't been nearly as good. Carson Wentz is only completing something like 36 percent of his passes downfield. Uh, he's top three in the league in interceptions on throws downfield. It's a lot of checkdowns. Somebody complained, an anonymous source from that Eagles locker room complained this past week about the offense with all the checkdowns uh, because they're missing their downfield targets. So I think a lot of this has to do with just the health of the team. That they don't have the players they need to do what they want. And right now, uh, it isn't a good-looking Eagles team. They can't stop anybody, and they can't throw it downfield. It's a bunch of just short passes trying to make their way down, uh, you know, slowly dump, dink and dunk their way downfield, which isn't really what the, the Carson Wentz and the Eagles want to do so uh, I think it's basically uh, mostly because of the injuries but they have not looked good, good the last couple of weeks um yeah it's 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 we did not leave Lincoln Financial Field impressed and uh that performance last week was not now on the Cowboys side I I just feel like this is a game that they're going to come in pissed off there's been a lot of talk for uh, first of all don't you love uh, don't you love anonymous sources Aren't they just the best? Oh, yeah. They're just the best. The Cowboys are a frustrated football team. And I got a whole bunch of text messages, uh, sorry, uh, Facebook messages from a Cowboy fan last week who was livid at the play calling, livid at Jason Garrett, livid at everything, did not like the way the Jets performed, the, the Jets ran and threw the ball against them last week. This is either going to be a pissed off football team that impresses or a team that goes further down the drain and gets yelled at at home. This can go one of two ways for the Cowboys and either becomes really positive in a hurry or really negative. And what's interesting about this is Dak's healthy, Zeke's healthy. We don't know how healthy Amari Cooper really is. He tried last week, didn't work. Um, but they're all banged up. They're all not they're They're all having to play against an offensive line that's not healthy. Yet, 
The Giants, we don't really know, I think, how good Daniel Jones and that offense will be. They get Saquon Barkley back this week, which helps. And they're playing um, an Arizona team that is, who knows, 2-3-1 and one versus 2-4, and four, Kyler Murray. This is a game where the Giants can take advantage early if, if they have the right game plan in place. Um, and Washington's atrocious. This is the battle for first place in the NFC East, and yet I'm not really impressed with any of these four teams. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I'm, I'm with you. I'm not impressed either, uh, especially with these two teams tonight that are battling for first place. Now, the Eagles have a much easier schedule. They finish the year with five of eight at home, only one plane flight after this, while the uh, Cowboys statistically have the hardest schedule the rest of the way. So I think this is a bigger game for Dallas, plus they're home tonight. It's a game you need to win. Uh, the Eagles will have more opportunities the rest of the way. But when I look at this matchup, I don't know if the Cowboys can take advantage of those two things I just mentioned. Uh, the, the Cowboys, uh, uh, the Eagles have the best rush defense in the league, at least entering last week. Dalvin Cook and the Vikings did pretty well, but they have the number one rush defense entering last week, so they could slow down Zeke. And as bad as their secondary is, I don't know if Dak Prescott can take advantage. Plus, the Cowboys may be down two offensive linemen. They may be down two receivers, including Amari Cooper. So for the Eagles' weaknesses, I don't know if Dallas will be able to exploit it tonight because of their own injuries and deficiencies as well. Plus, Philadelphia, they've won six of the last nine in Dallas. Two of the losses run overtime. So I do think the Eagles bounce back and get a win tonight. They play really well there. They play well as a road underdog under Doug Peterson. Uh, I think they win, take control of the division, and they have the easier schedule the rest of the way. So it'll be a bigger game for uh, if Philadelphia is able to win. All right, your Vikings on the road. Detroit is a crucial battle in the NFC North because if the Raiders can upset the Packers, you've obviously got a scenario where both the Vikings and the Packers are 5-2. and two. Um, And one of the things that impacts this, and we'll get to the game in just a second, the Patrick Mahomes injury, hey, it's great for football and great for the NFL that it's the best-case scenario, and he'll be back in a couple weeks. That was supposed to be Rodgers versus Mahomes next week. This is an advantage now for Green Bay next week, at least on paper, which would mean that this would put even more pressure on the Vikings today coming into Detroit and trying to get this win to try to keep pace as best they can with the Packers awaiting the, the second matchup of the year. And within that context, this is a game that the Vikings should win against Detroit, and yet I have this nagging feeling that we're going to come on the show next week and you're going to be unhappy with something Mike Zimmer did. <laughs> this is a huge game for the Vikings. Now, looking ahead, you get the Redskins next week, although that's in a short week, Thursday night at home, but that should be a, a game that you win home against Washington. Hold on. Stop but right there. Stop. Stop. Who, who thought that the Redskins belonged on Thursday night football on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime? Yeah, well, you know, uh, every team needs a primetime game, so I guess that was... I get that, but, but, but how is this a game that Fox wanted? That's a game that belongs in the NFL Network only package. No, that's fair. I mean, I guess the thought was Dwayne Haskins, maybe he would, would be uh, a, a watch as a rookie, but... I, maybe. I mean, that, that, that is just an atrocious Thursday night football matchup for Fox. Yeah, the uh, Vikings-Redskins played on uh, Thursday Night Football in Minnesota. I think that was 2013, and so we'll do it again uh, here this year. Um, so that's this week. And then uh, the following week, the Vikings play the Chiefs without Pat Mahomes. So those are two games that Minnesota should be able to win. Uh, and if you win today, you're looking at potentially not to get ahead of yourself. But look, I think that'd be 7-2. and two. So this is a big game. you got to win in the division. you got to be able to go into Detroit and beat the Lions. Uh, honestly, my biggest concern, and this may sound ridiculous, but you know, I'm just being a Vikings fan, this is what I'm used to, is that after what happened Monday night to the Lions, 
that maybe there'll be some makeup calls tonight, and it'll be the Vikings that today are on the wrong end of some officiating, um, just because that's how it always seems to go. Minnesota, that they always seem to take on teams at the wrong time. Uh, but but it's a big game to go into Detroit. The Lions are playing well. Uh, they have a top 12 defense. They uh, should have beat the Cardinals week one, should have beat the Packers last week. Uh, they lost the Chiefs on a final possession. I mean, they very easily could be uh, just about undefeated right now. So it's not going to be an easy game. Uh, they like to run the football. Uh, Stafford's playing well in a limited role. And, and Kirk, Kirk Cousins is going to be tested by that defense on the road. they got a really good secondary. Again, he's going to have to make some plays to, to finally win a road game here. Uh, Luke. Luke. Luke is like me. We're just too pessimists. Oh, yeah. When it hey, comes we, to our that's, teams. That's what happens. Um, quickly, Stefan Diggs. He has a big game and he's still unhappy? What is the deal? I understand if you're unhappy because of play calling or because you don't like Kirk Cousins, but you have a big game. You should be happy now. Yeah, and they're playing better and they're throwing the football more. I have no idea what's going on in that situation. I think it's just a whole lot of drama. Uh, you know, I'm not overly concerned about it in the long term. As long as they keep playing well and throwing in the football, I think everything will be all right. I don't think people saw the 49ers as being 5-0, and and we've talked about this in recent weeks in the show. I also don't think that a lot of people thought that the Saints could survive this stretch with no Drew Brees and be 5-1, and which they are, with some really impressive victories. You, you saw Teddy Bridgewater for years in Minnesota. I saw him with the Jets. We were both skeptical that he could keep this going. And now, without some of his weapons, they go into Chicago today, 425 on the Fox Network from much of the country. Um, but for me, I've just been stunned at how well Bridgewater has led this offense. And it's been through the air, too. It's not just been on the ground with Kamara like a lot of people expected. Yeah, I think the luck finally, I, should, I guess I shouldn't say luck, but the good times finally run out today for uh, New Orleans. Now, it's been really impressive what they've done. Not only to go 5-1 without Drew Brees, but they face the second toughest schedule in the league so far. Uh, Bridgewater has stepped into a good situation, though, where uh, I said on, on my own show at the time that, I mean, he's got everything right. He's got one of the best play callers. He's got one of the best receivers. Kamara's one of the best running backs. Stepping into a really good situation. The defense is underrated. So he's got all the pieces. And the numbers look pretty good for Bridgewater. Obviously, the wins, the record does as well. But, you know, if you dig a little deeper, his average completion is traveling something like five yards in the air. Uh, he's not taking many shots downfield. Through his first couple of games, he, he, he only averaged something like three or four passes beyond 10 yards, something uh, small like that. So, you know, it is it is the Teddy Bridgewater that I saw in Minnesota. They're not asking to do a ton. Kind of check it down, be safe, be careful, be able to run the football, allow your, your defense to make plays. But without Kamara today, on the road against the Chicago defense, I think Bridgewater is going to have to make more plays than usual, and I just don't think he's capable. Uh, Bears coming off a bye week, Saints without their starting quarterback and running back on the road against that defense. Uh, I don't like Trubisky very much, but I think the Bears, uh, this is a game you, you got to win at home if you want to get back to the playoffs like a year ago, and I do think that, they, uh, that the Bears do win. Mitch Trubisky does return, according to Adam Schefter, today for the... Bears, I, I I don't know what to expect from this offense. I honestly don't. Yeah, well, the hope is that when you're given an extra week like that, Matt Nagy, who's considered a good play caller, he'll come up with you know something unique to help out that offense because uh, it has not looked great so far this year. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. Much better timing. You're getting better at this. Um, so what is your game of the day uh, sponsored by nobody? It's got to be Eagles, Cowboys. Teams that start 4-3 and three make the playoffs 50% of the times. 
teams that start three and four only make it seventeen percent of the time. That's uh, a big game. Look at you. Yeah. You've been doing your research. Do you host a show or something? Uh, once in a while. Okay, this is where you're supposed to promote yourself. You you, oh, okay. you missed this opportunity. Yeah, listen to me some more if you're not already annoyed. Tomorrow morning's radio program, ESPN 98.9 Charleston. Why am I the one saying your <laughs> promo? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's 10 a.m. Eastern for Luke's show. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even keep myself organized now. Uh, yes, that's also my game of the day. Uh, your game to watch golf during, and there's some great contenders. I'm going to lead this off with 49ers. Washington, this is going to be a wet game, according to some folks on the ground. Um, it's going to be ugly, and uh, I you know you can't pay me to watch that. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think the Rams uh, against the Falcons as well. Uh, Dolphins Bills though is uh, is ugly. Oh, oh my! Yes, wow! Seventeen point line, biggest of the week. Yeah, that is ugly. Yeah, unwatchable. I feel bad for anybody who gets that game in their market. Um, I I hope that that you do okay. Um, If you're forced to watch that game and have NFL Red Zone or Sunday ticket and are able to get out of that, your sleeper game. Um, There's two. Uh, I do like the Raiders-Packers. Raiders coming off a bye. I think they keep it below the five and a half. I don't know if they win outright. And then the other one is uh, Ravens-Seahawks, which actually are two of the top offenses in the league and two defenses that haven't been performing that well despite reputation. So uh, that's an interesting game. Two winning teams could be a lot of points. Colts-Texans. I think the Colts win that game. I think Houston lays an egg. Uh, I'm on the Colts as well. I could see it. Um, I know that the spread's one and a half. It's not a big spread, but I, I really think Houston, uh, you you can't ride this. You know, obviously they lost to the Chiefs last week. I, I think they lose today uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and Deshaun Watson throws a bunch of picks against a really underrated Colt team that we're going to have to talk about at some point because they're doing a whole lot better with Jacoby Brissett than I think a lot of people expected. Uh, your survivor game. And for me, it's that 49er game again. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think I've done really well with these the last couple of weeks. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll copy you as well. I think that's the, the obvious one, 49ers. Your person to watch. I'm going to say Jason Garrett. Uh, the offense looks really good the first couple of weeks. Then there's this idea that Garrett got his hands on that offense. It went back to what it looked like last year. It's, it's unoriginal. It's not creative like we saw the opening couple of weeks. And if they lose tonight, I mean, four straight losses. The, the hot seat only gets hotter. His contract up at the end of the year. I know we have to talk every year. But if they lose tonight, you really have to consider this being the end of Garrett in Dallas. What do you expect me to say? I have no idea. You always surprise me. That would be Tiger Woods. Ah, uh, of course. No, in, in, in all seriousness, um, here's, here's who I'm interested in seeing today, okay? Which is Sean Payton. And does he try to get creative against that Chicago defense? Do you run some bootlegs? Do you try some different things? Do you use... Um, God, his name just escaped me. The Taysom Hill? Yes, Taysom Hill, thank you. Uh, for, for saving me there. I, I, I was going to say 
Tyree, and I'm like, no, that's the wrong name. Uh, Taysom Hill, do they try some chicanery to to throw the Bears' defense off? Because, look, the Bears have had a week to prepare for this. they got to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. Got to do something different. Luke, thank you. We will see you next week. Sounds good. We will see all of you next week, hopefully. Have a great week. Enjoy your football Sunday.